Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. On this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast, I'm so excited to have Rebecca Kimberly. Rebecca, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really well, thanks. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. So I'm Rebecca Kimberly. I'm an award-winning psychological life coach, cognitive behavioural therapist, and training as a clinical psychologist at the moment. So all things mental health related. Wow. And, And just as a bit of a backstory for those that are listening Rebecca and I met a few years ago we met online and we met through coaching yes um, we peer did we peer coach each other or I think you might have coached me coached you yeah yeah so I was training at the time yeah so I've been coached by Rebecca while she was training so <laughs> that's how we met and that's how I knew I wanted to get you on the show to just share a bit of your career journey and story and you mentioned sort of all things mental health can you just walk us through how you got to doing the work that you do today? Yeah, of course. So I would say that I have always been interested in people. Um, I'm a very introverted person, so I like to observe. And I kind of noticed that from a young age, I would stand back a little bit, observe people, understand why people did, the, did things the way that they did. I was also bullied as a child. And when you think about the kind of impacts that that will have on you psychologically, emotionally, I was really interested to understand why people do things the way they do. Why am I feeling sad while other people are feeling happy? Also, I'm the eldest in a black family. And naturally, he become a therapist, a mediator, the kind of bridge between the parents and the children. So that was also something I was kind of naturally doing, being the agonop, beckoning out between everybody. Uh, so... I would say that not only did I kind of choose to become a therapist, but it kind of chose me in the sense that it aligned with my values. I was really interested in learning about it. And then the journey just went from there. Wow. And you mentioned aligned with your values. Can I ask what your values are? That's a really good question. When people ask that, I don't, I can't specify like specific Mm. things. Because I feel like, you know, when you look at a list, there are so many. I mean, there's some that you kind of resonate with and there's some that you don't. But for me, there's a lot about kind of making genuine connections with people. I really value that. Um, Inspiring people. I wouldn't say that I would call myself inspirational, but when I get feedback and hear about how inspiring it is, that makes me feel, that makes me feel good. And Mm -hmm when especially so in clinical psychology there's a lot about values being a leader and I'm like I don't know how I resonate with that word but when I kind of put inspiring instead of leader that to me fits that to me resonates so it's more something that I feel rather than kind of specific words that I attribute to it um but when I do have to pick words out of the list it makes sense to be able to have the knowledge I want to be someone who's knowledgeable and so therefore when you are a psychologist, I've been studying for coming um, up to eight years now, and it will be 10. And obviously, you're studying for the rest of your life, but being able to kind of collate that information and make it 
um, understandable to people who have not gone through that those eight years to help them understand themselves. Knowledge comes into that. Wow. Yeah, I totally get what you mean when you said it's more of a feeling. Um, I think I took a very long time to kind of pin down my values and it was actually my business that made me think on them properly because they're they're things that you just live. You live them out. If something feels like it's going against your values, you go against, like you you leave that space or you go in a different direction, you, you know, and you kind of seek the things out that just make you feel like this is where I'm meant to be. And, and that's something that aligns. So I totally get that. And you mentioned inspiring and seeing yourself as inspiration. And, uh, you know, we have to give people their flowers. Rebecca, you are an inspiration 100%, even from when we met till this moment, yeah. which has only been a few years. But I think the approach that you have to your work, and that's why I describe it as your work, like mm. I think it kind of goes beyond a career. It's it's a vocation, it's a purpose, it's a calling. Your commitment to excellence, your discipline, your caring, your genuineness, your authenticity, um, all of that is is so oh inspiring God. to me. So I want to let you know that. Thank <laughs> you. But for sure. Um, and yeah, I think that is, I think that's something that drew me to you. I think that's something that uh, makes me appreciate you as a person that I have mm. in, in my life because you, you, I think you're one of those people who people look at their careers um, and they go, how the hell do you, what where what time you know you're like the do you sleep person and I get that and every time people say that to me I'm just like I'm not doing multiple degrees (laughs) certifications out here in these streets as well as practicing you know actually working with clients as well um and I'd just love to know you know what are your tips for any other fellow listeners (laughs) who are that person in the friendship group who you know gets the how do you do it all when do you sleep comment <laughs> oh it's so funny um first of all I really try I mean it's hard not to when people know that you do it but I try not to kind of glamorize it because there are so many downsides and um, mm. with everything that we do so I try not to kind of make people feel bad for not seeming like they're on top of everything and kind of doing everything because again that's Instagram I may say that I'm doing a certain thing but I'm not saying how I'm feeling doing it or how difficult it is or things like that so I'm always trying to be realistic with myself about what's possible um and also I think that it when you're doing something that's truly in alignment with who you are why wouldn't you want to be doing it all the time like Mm. those are my those, those are the things that give me energy I'm like as I mentioned I'm a very introverted person so I do make time for friends and family and for other things but also this is something that I actually enjoy as well it's not just like work for me so I don't always put it down as work so in terms of things that kind of help me to manage all those different things is I try to look at my week and I try to see with the amount of time that I've got how do I want to spend it how can I be intentional with what I have um, because a lot of people feel like time is running away from them um, or that they don't have enough of it. Whereas I see it as, I have all of this time, now what am I going to do with it? Knowing the things that are important, like sleep, like these things, like these things, but also where am I, like how am I going to use the best of these things? So I, I look at everything beforehand. I know what week I'm stepping into. If I know I'm about to step into a kind of mad week, 
then I know that something is going to need to kind of be put in place, but also some things are going to have to be taken away. And I try to kind of be on top of it as though I am in control of it rather than it is in control of me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I think you posted something to that effect on Instagram about your calendar. And I love the fact that you mentioned things, you know, coming in, but also things being taken away. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a huge thing that we forget that we can create things up so that they, they they ebb and flow. It's not just, I've just got a super loaded week. It's like, okay, something extra is on the plate. What can you take out? What can you remove? What can you move around? Um, so that you don't just feel like you have to just accept everything that comes into your calendar or your life in terms of energy. Exactly. And you sort of touched on some of the things that you're doing. So I'm going to encourage you to just take a moment and just take us through what are you doing in any given week? How are you working with folk? Um, We mentioned studying. What is that for you as well? So I'll start with studying because that kind of takes up in terms of priorities that takes up a lot of it. And um, so like a typical week for me would be Monday, Tuesday, I would go to uni and that's like a full day lecture, obviously virtual at the moment. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you've got placements. So you're kind of just working. Um, outside of that time, I would be seeing my clients in evenings, weekends. Um, not every weekend, I'd say probably two to three nights a week, depending on what's going on. You know, if I have a workshop, then that would kind of be a one-off, but when working with clients I've got my private clients and then I've got my NHS clients so with my private clients I'm doing kind of psychology informed coaching and we're kind of working on loads of different things like their self-esteem working through trauma moving them forward and then with my NHS clients that would be more strictly CBT and um, mm. we're kind of doing CBT they've been referred through NHS and then they're, they're the company that I work for essentially provides digital therapy to them so I see them on an evening as well. And in terms of, I guess, your career goals, because you're studying right now, like what what does what are you moving towards, I guess, as opposed to like what your dream is, like what, what's around yeah. the corner for you? So I have a couple of years left of my degree. Um, I found myself trying to move towards different ways of supporting people whilst also kind of valuing my time. So I'm finding that a lot of clients either want to work with me and can't afford to, um, or that I want to work with them. And I'm like, goodness me, I don't know where I'm going to kind of fit all of these in, long waiting lists, et cetera. So I feel like I'm moving towards kind of wanting to develop groups for different, you know, different ways for people to work with me. And so that I can work with several people at once as well, help them through mm-hmm. a journey. Um, and ultimately, like the dream that I'll be hoping to move towards is once I finish this course is being able to work for the NHS part time because I do love working for the NHS and it's been helpful to me in many ways. I want to be able to give back to other people in many ways, um, mm. but part time so that I can have more time to actually relax, but also run my business in a way that fits with me rather than fitting clients in. It's actually I have these kind of dedicated days and I've got more time and space because you need a lot of headspace for it um so yeah I'll be able to give that to myself as well as giving it to my clients yeah I think that that's so important and I think it's something that people don't realize a lot when they maybe sign on to work with a coach or they reach out to a coach or or therapist or anybody who kind of delivers any of the talking therapies is that there, there has to be a lot of space around it. There's there's almost an additional 
um, element of ourselves that we bring to the work that we do, which means that we can't just book people back to back. And we, we genuinely have a capacity um, in terms of not only what our calendar looks like, but in terms of our energy, our own emotions. You know, you mentioned you're working with people around um, low self-confidence, trauma, um, CBP, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. So I've experienced that for my depression. So mm-hmm. the, the space that you're holding can be so dynamic. And for you to really show up and, and deliver in those moments, it means that when that session's over, you have to have your reflective practice and your decompression and your supervision. And all of that takes time and actually contributes to, to how excellent you're able to show up and how impactful you're able to be. Um, as a coach and and I, I think it's really beautiful the way you describe sort of setting up your business in a way that works for you because I think when I work with a lot of clients around boundaries they mm. don't realize how being stricter in this way being more intentional in this kind of way can make their I don't know it just changes the game it changes Absolutely. the game for you to say I don't want to work on these days. I don't want to have any more than this many number of calls per day. Mm. Um, And I know that's especially tough for those of us who are service providers, because it's like, I want to help. I want to help. If I can Mm. squeeze you in, I can. Um, I think even this week, somebody reached out for a um, discovery call about my coaching services and kind of within the sort of application form on that booking form. uh, You know, she mentioned, if we could talk earlier than next week, Thursday, that would be amazing. And there was one part of me that was just like, oh, let me see where I can fit you in. And then there was another part where it's like, I know I don't want I'm to have there. to squeeze you in. Yeah. There's a reason why that is the next available time that we can speak. And I have to exactly. honor that because by honoring that, I'm honoring myself, but I'm also honoring you by not being always on. Um, yeah. What was your journey with that? Was that something that you were acutely aware of before or, or is this something that you kind of have picked up along the way yeah definitely something that I've always been aware of because it's not something that you just start doing in your business when you set it up but it's something that you will have done loads of times with friends with family with other people so it's definitely something Mm -hmm. I have been aware of and also something I have to kind of keep on reminding myself of and monitoring and that's the thing is that when you like when it comes to boundaries when you don't respect them for yourself you will quickly understand why they were set in the first place and you remember I don't want to get back to that place so no I know how it feels to kind of as you say squeeze someone in where I'm like yeah no it's it's a kind of placement day for me but if I can see you here before placement and then that's not going to be helpful for either of us because I'm going to be stressed um, you know, you know that I've got something after that and it's all just, there is a reason why I protect my time around that because that is protected time. Likewise, I don't squeeze anything in when it comes to clients when that is my protected mm. time. So if I'm able to give them my utmost attention during that time because that is protected and likewise. So in the same way that we kind of value and respect our clients' time, we also have to do the same with ourselves. Yeah, Definitely. Just going back a little bit to sort mm. of mental health and everything you're doing, kind of being around that. Um, tell us a little bit more around your, I guess, your mission with that, because, you know, I touched on me having experience with depression and I 1000% believe that it's so, so, so important. Um, but how do you work with folks? How do you support folks? And like, what do you want folks to know about mental health? I think... 
The biggest thing to me is having people really understand it. Um, mm-hmm. I myself have been diagnosed with depression and social anxiety. And although I had therapy a while back for it, the kind of initial stages, I didn't really understand it. It was a label that was kind of placed on me. And it was until I started to better understand myself and depression, I started to see myself as being separate from the depression, separate from the social anxiety and starting to understand how that was impacting me, not how that was me. Because before mm. it used to be a kind of label, hi, I'm Rebecca, I have depression and social anxiety. And I might as well say I am depressed and a socially anxious person. That is not who I am. That is what mm. I have. So when you start to really understand it and I start to see clients really understand how they work, they will start to notice kind of tendencies about themselves. They'll start to notice when this starts to happen and why. So not just kind of like, um, you know, I am just a traumatised person, but actually I was traumatised. Something happened to me. Something is happening in me because of me, mm. for me. Um, I think that's one of the major things because you can't change what you don't understand. And likewise, we can't understand people. We can't expect people to... Um, kind of believe and destigmatize mental health if they don't understand that this is a real thing. It affects people, and this is how, and this is why. In the same way that you know, when we, you would never argue with someone that cancer isn't real. Um, I mean, I'm sure mm. there are people out there who believe that, but as a general consensus, we wouldn't argue that cancer is real, uh, isn't real, or that headaches aren't real, or this is all in the mind. Whereas with mental health, we do. There is a lot more education that needs to be done at all levels yeah yeah and I I love the way you separated it you know that is not who I am that is what I have Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that struck me when um, I invited you to do a workshop on imposter syndrome at the intro um no what was gosh what was the summit called fearless fearless (laughs) I've done so many different (laughs) events wow um but yeah at the fearless summit um right at the beginning of pandemic and Mm -hmm. you know I remember feeling so lucky and blessed like if you know the full story of how things happened I was so lucky to be able to take a breather and actually tune into your session and you did it on imposter syndrome and I love the way that you framed it was it's it's something you experience it's not who you are and I think there's so much in terms of very very helpful and powerful terms definitions frameworks and tools that are misused because they turn into labels Mm, exactly and I think that that is just so so important I think I do the same thing when I talk about confidence like do you are there moments of low confidence moments of high confidence because even the person he would say is confident isn't that way all the time so release the pressure to be this thing all the time it's an experience um so I think that that is so important and thank you so much for sharing that as as something that we should all just be be mindful of because I think if we were mindful of that we'd be less um hesitant to go and get the help that we need yeah yeah um and then even getting the help is step one. But then once we get the help, we need to have those important conversations with those that are around us so that they can build that understanding and we can we can have the support that we need. Um, and whether that's, you know, within our home, within our relationships or within our workplaces, that way as well, we're not 
it's not I'm co- I'm going to talk to HR about my label I'm talking to HR about my experience in the same exactly. way that I would talk to them about my migraines or being pregnant or you know exactly. it's, it's an experience you know people aren't pregnant forever people go through the different phases and it's really important yeah. to um be empowered in doing that and knowing that it doesn't change who you are ultimately as well it's you know it's not like a label that kicks off everything else or it's not an experience that knocks out every other experience it doesn't make you any less capable to do your role any less capable to progress to be happy um all of those things it's so true yeah and in terms of I guess your career journey so education working with folks wanting to transition into kind of creating that group experience who are the people that you you love working with the people that I love working with are those who get to a point where they are tired of their own shit really they Mm. get to a point where they're like I'm doing the same things and it's not helping I'm aware that I'm in a place that I don't want to be I'm aware there's somewhere I want to get to and I don't know how to get there or at least I then know that there are things I need to stop doing in order to get there. Often I find mm. that people know how to get what they want. So I'm not helping you to get what you want. I'm helping you to, un- to let go of the things that are stopping you from getting to where you want to be. Um, but sometimes they might have, you know, an experience of trauma or experiences of depression or anxiety and they're not sure how to manage that. So that essentially is kind of preventing them from moving forward they want somebody to talk to they might have had therapy before um but ultimately feel like they're not sure where they're going so all of those different things where they're just willing to to kind of move forward and I say that because all of those things that was me I got to a point where I was like are you actually going to do something or are you just going to continue to walk around with this label and make it more harder for you are you going to learn how to understand yourself and free yourself of the things that you went through and find a way to move forward and that's for me when I changed my kind of narrative about what happened to me to what happened Mm. for me so I could be who I am now um so similarly my clients will be going through that similar experience where they kind of see me or read my story and they're like that's what I want I don't know how to get there yeah I love that I love that I agree with that I think there's an element of urgency in that when you're sick and tired of the loop feeling like you're in this loop and it's like I did it to myself again and when you kind of look in the mirror and you realize it was me like everything else in the circumstance changed but I still made the same outcome oh and it starts to get uncomfortible like it's literally it's exactly how you said it sick and tired of, of your shit it's like I am sitting in this mess and this is uncomfortable I can't keep I keep doing it they're tired of like the quick fixes and I can't tell you how much money I spent on stupid diets and fads and different things to try Mm. to patch a problem that wasn't even the root of the problem and they then say that they can't afford to work with somebody who will actually get to like the root of what's underneath that but when I think about how much I've spent to do that there's no comparison I think it's so important that you said that as well, because this is a conversation I had with one of the resident coaches in my membership, Rachel, Mm -hmm. um, this week. And I was just like, I remember the days when I didn't have money to invest in my personal development and my growth the way that I wanted to. But what I wasn't realising was by me spending what an average of maybe 30 quid on Amazon for the next self-help book that somebody recommended to me 
for me going to these little sort of piecemeal events that line you up to join a course or they line, you know, and I was just like, I probably invested the same amount, but just didn't get the results. I felt like I was getting the results because it felt good. It felt enlightening mm-hmm. and insightful. But in terms of the root cause, I was kind of taking this sort of, I describe it as a copy paste approach. Yeah, yeah. What works for that person should work for me. So if I inhale their book and I, I follow all of their seven steps to the T, then I will miraculously transform. Yeah. Um, and that there's an element of that that is still powerful. There's still books that I read that I'm just like, oh, I learned something about myself in that I saw elements of myself and there's things that I will take away, but always taking mm-hmm. it from a very intentional and critical eye in terms of does this fit me? Does this serve me? But I realized that it was a completely different level where I put myself in a space where that support was not only tailored to me, so it wasn't copy paste from it, it couldn't copy paste, yeah. um, but also was generated by me. It was co-created with someone who mm. saw me. Mm. And I think that's one thing that I always um, love about being in a coaching space myself, because I walk away going, I did that. Not this book changed my life, not I changed my life. It puts you back in the driving seat and gives you that ownership. And that's one of the things I I love about coaching and and talking therapies and working with um, working in a one on one capacity where I can. Um, And I I think that's the part that years ago I didn't recognize was the difference in terms of the value and in terms of the impact. So, yeah, I definitely, definitely relate to that. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everybody. Go for it. What's your career teaching you right now? Oh, my career right now is teaching me the importance of resting. Um, and I say that because, like I said, my clients who walk through my, my space um, mm. are very similar to the spaces that I was in before. And so as a coach, when you reflect and you hear certain things, there are some experiences I'm like, never experienced, uh, but I want to try to understand that for you. And there are some experiences where I like totally have been there, but there are some where I'm like, I am there right now and I'm hearing you say something back to me and I'm in that space. So I'm constantly kind of learning about myself. And so something that's coming up a lot is rest when I'm hearing my clients that they're overworking in the this and the this and the this. I'm like, oh gosh. When I think about it the past few weeks, that's where I've been. And you are sitting here telling me how that's making you feel. And I've not mm. been as aware of how I've been feeling. So I'm always learning from my clients, always. Um, and that's something that's kind of coming up. And something that I've had to action, you know, having less um, less slots available so that I can rest and then give more back in different ways and feel more rejuvenated. But sometimes you need that kind of, you just learn what's happening you mm-hmm. yeah I am forcing myself to learn because I just yeah. go 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 and then yeah. I wait for like Christmas to switch <laughs> exactly yeah and, like literally and it's like giving yourself permission to do that in the moments where it matters not just in the mm-hmm. moments where the world kind of socially pressures you into slowing down exactly. um, because you kind of yeah we it's important for life it's important exactly. for life and it's important to be ourselves and fill our cup um in those ways 
Yeah. And the world doesn't fall apart. Like, you know, your business still keeps on going. Work still keeps on going. I always feel so guilty about taking time off when I come back to messages from clients, both in the NHS and now, like, did you have a lovely time? How was this? How was that? And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, it's okay. You know, it's, okay. it's not the end of the world. You're going to be fine. They want to hear all about it. They, they, they're into, they, they're reminding me, you need this, you deserve this. And I'm like, well, you mm. know, it's true because I'm telling you the same thing. Why am I? Why am I any different? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's exactly that. There's a metaphor that I heard somebody use the other day, which I love, which is that you you can't see the label from inside the jar. Mm, like like another way of saying, you know, sometimes we need to take the very medicine that we give out. Exactly. Oh, awesome! This has been so lovely to catch up with you. Um, how can people connect with you? Find out more about your work. So they can connect with me mostly on Instagram, Rebecca underscore Kimberly, or my website, RebeccaKimberly.com. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast, where you hear the how, why, and what it takes to build a career that stands out. Don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the Career Clubhouse? You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.